Well, guys, it's finally here. The episode that we've been wanting to do for a generation. We wanted to do a Star Wars episode. A long time ago, in a sound studio far, far away. Here it is. Here in it is. In all fairness, I guess we have done a Star Wars episode in the past. We did? Yeah. Well, we called it, like, episode 11 or something like that. Yeah. And I used Roman numerals, like, Star Wars or whatever. But that was just us talking about it and, you know, fantasizing Getting about what the movie's going to be like. Yeah. What's it going to be like? Well, guess what? We've seen the movie. We've seen it. The Force has awoken. The Force has awoken in my pants, people. Yes. Okay, let's be honest. In you my stole pants. stole the joke out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the Force has awoken. Spoiler now. alerts. In his pants. Spoiler alerts for everyone. If yes. you haven't seen Star Wars, just turn this podcast off. Wait for next week's episode. If you haven't seen Star Wars The Force Awakens yet, shame on you. But get in your car right now, drive to the movie theater, and watch it. Let's be honest. By now, if you're a Star Wars fan, you should have yeah, seen if you're it a Star Wars by fan. now. You should have seen it by but now. But I have right? a few friends that aren't Star Wars fans. and Shame on them. No, no. They watch the movie, not, not seeing a single one. And they text me immediately knowing I'm a big Star Wars fan. They're like... Can I please come over and watch the, all the movies now? Applause! Was, a, applause yeah. to them! Applause! Oh. <laughs> He's look for it. I didn't have the soundboard in front of me. Good on you guys. Yeah. So just so we say it again, 100 percent, one hundred ten percent is going to be spoiler talk about the movie. We're going to say whatever we want about the movie. We're going to reveal all the big secrets of the movie and talk about it. So if you, once again, if you haven't seen it, shut the pod. You know, don't shut the podcast. Just turn it down. <laughs> and then let it play, and then you know listen to another thing. Okay. Do we even introduce ourselves? Hey, I'm Scott. <laughs> hey, I'm Adam. Brandon. And we are here to talk about Star Wars in general, but especially The Force Awakens. Yeah. So, but first things first, guys. Just like any other show, even though this is going to be completely centered around Star Wars, we need to introduce the beer of the show because we're still going to drink while we're talking about Star we Wars. Have to drink when we have it any other way. And see, I was looking for kind of like maybe like a Star Wars beer. I don't it would, think it would have been It would have been so. I would have had some like blue milk or something. Blue milk. Blue milk. A blue waffle. No. <laughs> okay, blue milk. You remember, you remember blue milk from the first movie, New Hope? Is that what that was? Blue milk. Well, that's what they use for the prop, but it's oh. like what Aunt Beru pours for Luke. Yeah, it's yeah. Tough. It's like it's just blue milk. We should do blue milk. Okay, so the beer of the show is blue milk. All right, no, Brandon, Brandon, you brought the beer of the show today, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, it was actually a gift for me for Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's from uh, Ellicottville. Yes. Um, we had had, we had, did we have the blueberry We did, Ellicottville, we had their blueberry yeah. beer, which is one of our favorites. I was trying to get you that for Christmas, because I know how much you like yeah, it. Yeah, I love that beer. Couldn't find it. So I found a different Ellicottville beer that I had not had. This one's called Stainless Steel Obsession. Stainless Steel Obsession. Like the Death Star. Yeah. Everything was stainless steel. <laughs> yeah, it was. So there we go. We got it tied in. All right. Um, it's an IPA. Uh, 7% Adam's alcohol. favorite IPA. Oh, yeah. I love uh, the IPA. High bitterness, mildly malty, and piney hops. But I taste the bitterness. With a beer called Stainless Steel, I already have like a preconceived notion of what it's going to taste like. And it does taste like steel. Yeah, I was going to say, it tastes like I'm licking steel at the moment, so... Like you just put, like, a handful of pennies in your mouth? And yeah, just kinda yeah, let them sit. yeah, it really does. Do we? No, okay, I was going to say, we have backup beer, so... I, I, like, I was, no, I was no, looking no, in no. the corner of the room, we have backup No, I, I don't mean that to sound bad. I like it, um, 
anyone who knows me knows I've been straying away from IPAs, <laughs> but this is different enough for me to enjoy it. I'll try any beer once. I'll try any um, beer once. It doesn't matter what type it is. I just saying. I enjoy IPA. IPA yeah. is one of my favorites. Um, I had never had this beer until this week. I actually got myself some also I got with you. I like it. Um, it's it's very bitter. It's, not, yeah. it's an IPA, so yeah. it hits you with bitterness right away. But I like that sort of thing. Some Most people, it's not their cup of tea, but I, I enjoy it. So let's go ahead and drink it, and we'll rate it. Who wants to go first? I'll take, I'll take us off. Okay, like I said... I, I, you know what? I've been trying to get into IPAs a little bit more lately. I've been trying to uh, obtain the flavor for IPAs. I've been trying to get used to the flavor a little bit. I'm still not a big fan of IPAs. I can drink them. I'm just still not a huge fan of IPAs. It definitely has that real, real thick, bitter taste to it. It's not really a heavy beer. It doesn't really taste like it's too heavy to me. Um, I Like I said before, it does making the joke it actually does taste like yeah you throw some pennies in your mouth or something like that and you swish them around a little bit um that doesn't sound very appetizing <laughs> but you know what i like about i didn't it. say i did you know what i out of five i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a two i'll give it a two out of five two out of five that's what i'm gonna but do, you, do you enjoy it is it tolerable for you it's or? tolerable I, I like i said i've been trying to get used to ipas a little bit so ipas have become more tolerable for me than it was from the beginning of the show if you remember the beginning of the show the beginning of the Episode one from then on, I was like, IPAs, what the fuck is this? I, I don't want this. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Um, I like it. It it kind of has like an earthy, piney taste to the hops. Very, very hoppy beer. Very, very bitter. Almost kind of like a citrus or a lemon hits me. I don't know if you guys it's pick something... up on that. It It's unique. It's unique. I really like it. Whatever I taste very first, like, as soon as it touches your mouth, whatever I taste disappears very quickly. Yeah. I get that, too. I get that, too. A yeah. There's something, something in there. Something's in there. <laughs> yeah, distinct aftertaste. I'm going to give it much higher than Adam. I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. That's my rating of this beer. I enjoy it. I would, I would sit down and drink this. Still a solid rating. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this is more of a niche beer for me. Um, it, it, I would like to order this at a bar, and it's something I would just take sips of for a long time. I could make this bottle last for a while, but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. It's just the flavor that it comes with goes a long way. And I almost like to let the aftertaste sit for a little bit. Um, I, I enjoy it. It's 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 a little different from the IPAs I'm used to, so I'm, I'm going to give it a three. Three out of five. Okay. I like it. Three out of five? Two I, I like this. Five, 3.5? I mean, this is only the second beer I've had from L.A. Cavill, and uh, I, don't, I I like them. All right. So thanks to everybody at the L.A. Cavill Brewing Company in L.A. Cavill, New York, the home of Holiday Valley, yes. the ski resort. If you're an IPA drinker, try out the Stainless Steel the Obsession. The Stainless Steel Obsession. Give it a try. Stainless Steel like a Star Destroyer. <laughs> or, yeah, Star Destroyer. Uh -huh. Or Super Star Destroyer. Yeah, kind of feels like we're on Hoff right now. Yeah, it's cold. It's, it's it is cold in here. Winters, so. winters hit us. So. Winter has come. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. I know. I, I I got here early before you even got here, Scott. You beat me. And up. yeah, he gets out of his car, picks up his daughter, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on, man? Dude's got sandals and shorts on right now." That's Scotty. Okay, that's it's like 30 degrees. It's outside. my thing. Scotty's it's my thing. like a cartoon character. He has 
the same outfit, but only from waist down every time I see him. <laughs> like, you open, you open up his closet, there's like 12 hangers all with the same cargo I guess shorts. Got, I guess he's got wearing a winter jacket, winter hat, gloves, and then just some, you know, shorts for summer and sandals. I'm like a stormtrooper. I wear this, I wear the same thing. That yeah. he, he can't aim at all. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not even go down that path. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Before we get into the talk, I would like to remind everybody, this is our first show of 2016, Yeah, guys. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. This is guys. our first yeah. show of 20... We made it through 2015. Yeah. We haven't been canceled yet. We have not. <laughs> We're going strong. They renewed us for another season. Yeah. Thanks Thanks to everybody out there listening to us who's yes, stuck with us through thick and thin and thinner. So, uh, we're here. We're here. And 2016's big things. Big things Big in things. store. I don't know Big about you guys, things. but it takes me about until March to get used to the new year. Like, writing it on paper and oh, everything. Oh, God, yeah. I don't do too much. I I really write the date that much. I don't know how I think about it. In my, in my I have older to years, school, yeah, you know, you've got school yeah. and stuff like that. In my older years, I don't really, you know, write the date down that much. You know, my phone tells <laughs> me what date it is, so I'm like, all right, phone. I believe you. I Whatever love, you tell me is phone. true. I love my phone. All right, so let's get into the brass yes, tacks, yes, guys. We, 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 we got we got a we only got a little bit of time here. We got so much to talk about with this movie. What'd you guys think? What did you guys think of the movie of Star Wars: The Force Awakens? I thought it was majestic. 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 Um, it was so good. I thought it was amazing. I'm gonna start it off with my viewing experience of the movie. It came out Thursday night. Yes. And I was actually at a Christmas party that night. And Christmas party was nearing the end, and it was 12.30. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to wait till next week to see Star Wars. So I checked my phone. There was one showing at 1 o'clock at a movie theater that was 15 minutes away. I was in a full elf costume with short shorts, everything. Chris, ugly Christmas sweater. The works. I drag Jackie to the theater. We show up. We get like the last two seats in the theater at the 1 a.m. showing. And I was just in awe the entire movie. I loved it. It had the original Star Wars spirit to me. Uh, it was very, very funny. I think it was funnier yeah. than any of the other films. My viewing experience, I took my mother to go see it because she's a big fan of those movies too. And to describe the movie, to describe the way that it flows, I'm going to say this. At a point in the middle of the movie, I had to go to the bathroom really, really bad. Mm. Anytime I'm in the theater, I go to the bathroom, I always try to find a low point. I always try to find a point in the movie <laughs> where I can get away with going to the bathroom, and I'm not going to miss it. It's because you get that 64-ounce cherry Pepsi. I, actually, I did get that. I actually did get that. <laughs> that was the problem. But let me tell you, for 20 minutes... 20 straight minutes, I could not find the part in the movie where I could safely go yeah. to the bathroom and not miss anything. Every time I find a part, like, all right, let me do this. Oh, wait, some shit's happening now. I got to stop. I can't sit there. I'm sitting there just holding my legs. Oh, I got to go, got to go, got to go. <laughs> when I think about it, I don't know if anyone even left my theater once the movie started. I mean, I was obviously very distracted by the movie, but... I eventually had to go, and the part that I missed was the reveal of R2-D2. When, he, when they first revealed <laughs> who he that, really was, I, yeah, I, well, I'm just saying I missed it because they didn't show him for like half the movie, and then they finally showed him, and then that's the part where I went. So, well, no, Adam, how many times did you see it? Did twice. You, see, you saw the movie twice, twice. Brandon. How many once. times did you see but it? I, I plan on seeing it more. Oh, me too. I've only seen it yeah. once, but I went with you, Adam. Yes, you, you took I me. Went, I went the second time with Sky, and yes, I, I, it was my first time seeing it. It was your second time seeing it, and I, I really liked the movie. Um. I don't really want to compare it to any of the other ones yet. Maybe we'll do that shortly here, but I really liked it. I really liked it. Um, there's some scenes that I would like to discuss a little bit 
in more detail here that I really want to analyze. Yeah, but one particular we should, scene we should, uh, I think we should go through the movie in order, what yes, we, we liked, we and then like dissect it. We'll try it as best we can from memory, go in like, chronological order of the movie. Events. Yeah, instead of jumping around from middle to beginning. Also, one thing that was told to me about it, and I really like this advice, so I've been doing it, people who aren't big Star Wars fans that I know of, when they ask me how I felt about the movie, I tell them it was really good. I don't, I don't freak out like I do to my other Star Wars fan friends. I'm like, it's the best movie ever. Because I don't want to give people's hopes like too high. I don't want them to go in the movie and be like, oh, that uh, wasn't as good as Brandon well, was making it Let me, let me ask you guys as Star Wars fans, let me ask you this one question. Did it live up to the hype? To me, it did. Did the movie live to up me, to all did. the hype that led up to it for months? Here, here's one thing, and I just said I wasn't going to compare it to the other movies, but, but we have to. We, we have, have to. You have to. We have we to have compare to. plot points. So... With, so we're gonna go back into 1999, early two, like when they remastered. They them? no, not when they did the remastering. Oh, okay. I'm talking about when they did Episode One, The Phantom Menace, Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, and Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith. Those movies, I was very excited. I was older than you guys at the time. I was excited for every single one. Still, I was very excited for those movies. I loved Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I loved the original three. I loved them. I was so excited, especially for Episode One. Like, this is great. I can't wait to see this. It did not. It did not live up to the hype at all. This movie did definitely you, did. Did you know that originally when you saw episode one? Did you kind of leave the theater like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, I, I felt, I remember walking out of the movie theater. I was high school at the time. Mm-hmm. And the people I saw with, I remember saying, I felt like that was nothing but a giant lead up. Mm-hmm. Which, hindsight, looking back on it, it is. Yeah. But... I don't want that. Like, in all honesty, A New Hope is pretty much a giant lead up. Mm-hmm, but we yeah. didn't know that at the mm-hmm. time when yeah. we first watched that. For all we know, The Force Awakens might be a giant lead up to what's going to come. But we don't know yet. At that time, I knew The Phantom Menace was a giant lead up. There wasn't much substance in it. There were some very annoying characters. Mm-hmm. And the characters weren't really done that well. I mean,. There were only really two good characters in uh, the first movie. There was only it was uh, Qui Gon Jinn, yeah, Qui Gon Jinn, and Darth Maul. Well, yeah, you're, Darth you're Maul's Obi-Wan. overrated. Darth Maul was a badass back then. Mm, let's be honest, he was because you didn't know a lot about him. He was a badass. He was a badass. Everybody loves Darth Maul. I'm not a Darth Maul fan. I don't, I don't. After I've been reading like the the side material of the Star Wars universe, I'm not a big fan. But I can see the reveal at the time. I was being not a like fan a, of Obi Wan like, in that movie. I was not a big fan of Obi Wan. Obi Wan's my favorite Star Wars character. Obi Wan was great in it. I think Qui Gon was a good character in it. After that, you had nothing else. You had yeah, nothing else. you really didn't. Have, else you had an annoying, whiny little brat. And did we meet? Jar Jar Binks at that point? Was yeah. he in that one? Yeah. 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 I mean, you meet okay. him in the beginning. All right. I don't remember if it was the second one or the first one. That was the first one. Yeah. Okay. And he yeah. made it He's a horrible character. I mean, <sighs> enough about that. Yes. Let's talk um, about the movie that matters. Yes. First off, can we say two things? I want to give a big fuck you to everyone who thought Luke Skywalker was a Sith Lord. Yeah. And that Jar Jar Binks was behind everything evil in the Star Wars universe. Who said Luke Skywalker was really Kylo Ren? People said A that. lot of people. People said so that. So many I knew people. from the beginning, just from the build of his body in that freaking suit. That's not... Have you seen Mark Hamill lately? The dude's, I, I read dude's so many online articles that were like, listen, I, I saw when it was like, Luke wears black, just like Sith Lords. So I was like, yeah, but in Return of the Jedi, black is cool. in Return of the Jedi, he was tempted by not only his father but the most powerful Sith Lord to turn to the dark side, and he said no. Right. 
So I don't think Luke would ever turn. If that wouldn't get him right there in Return of the Jedi, then nothing will. Yeah. Well, to start out the movie, to start out the movie, I thought they did such a fantastic job starting it out with the drop ships and the stormtroopers coming down because basically they were trying to find uh, one of the greatest characters in the series, Poe, okay, the, the pilot. Such a good character. You told me this before, Brandon. You thought Oscar Isaac. Be... I thought he was going to be my yes, favorite. He, uh, he, he I just really had cool. a feeling he was going to be my was favorite really character. He was really cool, too. Was well, he? Were... He was my favorite. But I was worried at first. I was like, wait, did the trailers lead me to believe that he's alive, but yeah, he's actually dead? Which we'll get to very shortly. Yes. But, he... so, but I think it was such a great way to open the movie. Yeah. With just the dropships coming in and then the stormtroopers coming out and just a humongous firefight. Which, mind you, you said this at the uh, Somebody mentioned at the beginning about the stormtroopers not being able to hit shit. They fucking hit people. Yeah. They can hit people when... now. They went to marksman training. When it started like that in the dropships, it had a very, like, Saving Private Ryan D-Day vibe yeah. to it. That, like, the way they were doing the camera angles and everything, I'm like, oh shit, what's about to happen you right caught, now? You caught the camera in the dropship yeah. as they were coming down. Lights were flashing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Everything was shaking around. It's like, oh, it's about it, to it, get It really intense. gave you a good feeling of what it would be like to be in a Star Wars battle. Yeah. Like, how fucking insane it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the first movie I ever saw in theaters was A New Hope when they remastered it in 96. I can still remember the beginning opening scene where the stormtroopers cut through the door and it was just a shit show from there on out. And this, like, really reminded me of that. Yeah. They land and it's just blasters everywhere. Yeah. Of course, they introduce uh, pretty much majority of the main characters that are going to be following around the movie. They introduce Kylo Ren in the beginning of the movie. They yeah. introduce Captain Phasma, which I don't think had a big enough role. She I was might, dis- though. She might. Uh, she, yeah. Later on, she yeah. will, I guarantee it. But in this movie, she was in, like, two scenes. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Uh, you had Poe, badass Poe. Yeah. And then you had Finn. Uh, who was the uh, stormtrooper turned good guy? I had no idea that was going to be the, the the big reveal with him. Don't forget about a character that I didn't think I'd care much for and really really enjoyed BB-8. True, BB-8 yes, stole the movie. BB-8 was very good on on the level, maybe not quite there yet, but on the level of R2. He's like tied with R two with me. Oh, uh, I, I would still put R two because you have uh, I have sentimental attachment yeah, 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 toward yeah, R two. Yeah. Exactly. BB eight, but was a great character. Oh, I yeah. really liked BB eight, yeah. and I thought you know seeing some of the some of the toys, some of the renditions of BB eight before I'd seen the movie. I'm like thinking to myself, oh, this kind of gonna be when, lame. No, he really was. I liked. And him. it was funny about the the actual BB eight they use. It's a real working yeah. thing. It's a real working model. It works like that. At the beginning like, of the movie, when Poe told BB to run, I was like, "Run, go, 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 go!" Like I was like rooting for him so much. What about that uh, older guy at the beginning of the movie? I asked you, who, yeah. who is that? I don't know. Who we don't know, but he knows a lot about Kylo Ren's lineage. You told me you. I think it was you said a, you had a theory about who he was that you might think he might be Han Solo's father. Father might be. That, but I, that's I know. A theory. But here's the thing. I know Han's from Corellia, but maybe if Han was wanted as bad by the Empire, they might try to go after his family. So yeah. they might have hit his dad somewhere too. Here's what. Yeah. Here's here's an idea I just came up with. So go back to Luke being placed and Obi-Wan being there to kind of mm-hmm. keep an eye on him. What if that character yes. was the Obi-Wan to Rey? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know? But he knew so much about Kylo in history. One of my favorite lines from the beginning is when uh, Poe mentions General Leia and the old guy kind of scoffs. He's like, General, when I knew her, she was a princess or she was royalty. Yeah. I love that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could. I, when I was watching the movie, I kept thinking, I should know who that character is. Is he somebody important? Is he somebody I'm not thinking about from a previous movie? No. Like, who and is he? You know, that's like an Oscar-winning actor too. Yeah, he is absolutely. Yeah. And it's just crazy that they 
It, did they explicitly show killing him, or did... No, he, you gotta cut away. What, okay. what, end, what ends oh, up happening is... Okay, the okay. First, yeah. the, well, she, oh, he's gone, he's dead. Don't, that's on his, But they didn't show it, obviously. Well, I was asking, though, could it be left open? For no, him? no, no, he's dead, he's gone. But then you get your first look at Kylo Ren. And thoughts, thoughts on Kylo Ren, people. Badass and scary. He I think was. I think he's scary because he's so emotionally unstable. He was. I think once he took off that mask for the first time and you got to actually see him, he turned into an extremely whiny, childlike mm-hmm. character. But, but it was. But I had a conversation with another friend of mine. Is that it had to be like that? It, yes, it because had he's, to be like he's that. channeling his Anakin. Well, not even just that. It's it's partially because he's not fully grown yet. He's not fully grown in the Force yet. Yeah. He's not mastered everything yet, so he still has and he's that. he's being torn from the good side. Yes. So. I didn't care for the way that the actor who played him looked. I, I heard a lot of people. Grew, I don't think he it didn't grow on me. It grew he on doesn't me. resemble. I mean, let's let's think back. He kind of had the same hair as like Anakin. Carrie <laughs> Fisher and Harrison Ford are older. Yeah. Maybe they haven't aged so well, but back in the day, they were both really good-looking people. I mean, they should have a good-looking child. Yeah. Two good people good-looking people produce good-looking offspring. That's the way genetics is. Well, not always. I mean, I can, don't think he you, was a very thing, attractive. He didn't look you, like either one of you them. You can have two people that look bad produce a good-looking kid. So it happens the other way around too. If you have two good-looking people that produce a kid, not he might not come out good-looking. He might not be a good-looking guy. He might be a goofy-looking guy. Okay? I thought Kylo Ren was a goofy-looking guy. That's just if my you opinion. If you see the actor in real life, real life pictures without the long hair, he doesn't look the same. He looks very different. He looks very different without the long hair. Yeah. So I I've, just I've think, actually looked him up. I just think maybe they could have found an actor who resembled more of a Harrison Ford. But his or, portrayal. I think he I resembled mean, more of an Anakin in looks. I think that's what they went for. He had like the same type hair yeah. thing going on. But I mean, even even that being set aside, the portrayal, the, his the way he portrayed the character, I thought looking at it the first time, I didn't wasn't a fan of it. But then rewatching it a second time, and after talking to a buddy of mine, I I. Went into it with a different mindset, and I was like, you know what? Actually, I get it. I get why he is the way he is. He's a completely badass yet unstable person. When the mask is on, when the mask is off, it's like, yeah, kind of whiny. Can we talk like about child. how powerful he was when he was able to stop the laser blast in midair oh, at the beginning of the movie? That was so. That was. I, th- so I thought cool. something was wrong with the movie theater screen. I was like, wait, is that supposed to still be there? Like, what's happening right now? Yeah, the fact that he was able to do that, but then you saw later in the movie that he was really green. With his force training, kind of made me think like, how can he stop a laser blast? I, I think he's really powerful, but untrained. Yeah, I think he's got like the Luke and the Skywalker only, and thing the only going time, on. The only time his force training really failed him was when he was against Ray. But that was keep, really keep one... in mind though, even with the Ray fight, he was wounded from Chewie. But, what, but not even just that. Even when he was trying to extract the information yeah. from Ray and trying to use the force ability, that's the whole point of the movie, The Force Awakened. The force awoken with her, and she's so strong. Yeah, the force naturally. Then she, he just couldn't. I'm not as mad that Ray was able to hold her own no, against it him. It makes sense because because you saw earlier in the film, you know, she was really tough with that staff. And not only that, oh, yeah. and 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 plus she has the force yeah. in her too. Yeah. Obi Wan even tells you the force will guide you. It will help you. Yeah. It, it doesn't completely take over your body, but it will suggest where you need to be and what and you what, need to yeah, do. Yeah. I, I was I was fine with her being able to hold her own. Yeah. But before that, he was in a fight with Finn. And Finn was was formidable to him. I can I That's can defend something. that. And I mean, sh- I'm sure there was hand to hand combat training in stormtrooper yes. school. But how and mu- he's wounded too. Who is 
Uh, Kylo, Kylo Ren, Ren was yeah. wounded. That's the that's the only way I justify the fact that Finn can hold his own. And he, he barely did. He, he barely did. He was a, he did. He barely held his own. And if you notice, Kylo kept having to hit his side mm-hmm. because he had the he had that wound on his side. And let's be honest, as a laser blast from the bowcaster of Chewbacca, okay, that's gonna do some damage. <laughs> that's gonna do some damage right there. <laughs> yeah, I have my so, chewy bobblehead right here. I think that's the only He's... reason why they justified mm-hmm. Finn being able to hold his own was because he was hurt. And that might be the only reason why they justify Rey being able to beat him was because he was hurt. Because even mm. though she's so strong in the Force, she's still untrained. And he's I mean, so- somewhat trained. Kylo Ren was fighting Finn. It was a good fight. It was mm-hmm. back and forth. Kylo Ren ultimately won. Yeah. But then when Rey stepped in, again, another good fight, but Rey wins the fight. If you go back and watch that, you can see the fear and terror in Finn's eyes yeah. as he's like getting ready to fight Kylo. He's like, oh shit, this is about to happen. Yeah. Even, but even when he was fighting Rey, Rey had some trouble every now and then until yeah. she focused in. And d- well, once the, the force, force was mentioned, you yeah. had that moment. That was literally when the force awoke was right there, I think. Yeah. That's when the camera like kind of panned into her eyes and she's like, Force and like closed her eyes how and like cool. how great is Ray? How great is that actress? My, probably my new favorite Star Wars character. She's so good. She's a babe. She is. She is absolutely. She's a babe. She was a very. Mm-hmm. She was. She was easy to look at on screen. <laughs> I'll say that much. Um. I, can we go back though? The beginning of the movie when Poe gets captured by Kylo and he gets um <laughs> he gets captured and they get ready to do the uh, interrogation of him and he's like, well. How does this work? Do I talk first? Do you talk first? Yeah. And I was like, that, oh, I am going to love this guy. I'm going to love this guy a lot. Yeah, he's got that sarcastic nature. <laughs> he's yeah, going to be the new so Han Solo good. in the, new, the films now. The okay. new Han Solo. Maybe. You know what I mean? Though? Maybe. Like, he's going to channel that role. Maybe. Ray's channeling Luke. He said it, Scott. He said it. He said <laughs> it. You want to get into it? So, so I, I, one quick question. I think you guys already answered this earlier on. Your favorite character from the entire saga Everything. All six of the movies or yes. all, all seven? All seven now. of the movies. Brandon, you said it was Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's like my all-time favorite. Brandon, yeah. you said it was Qui-Gon. I, yeah, I, I do. Those are two Qui-Gon. very good characters, very good choices. The answer for me, my favorite character in the entire saga, is Han Solo. Without a doubt, far, head and shoulders above anybody else. I love Han Solo. It was The movie became very, very hard for me. Adam, you asked, Brandon, you asked, you, got, you guys were like, hey, you want to go see it a second time? I had to tell you guys no, because <laughs> because hey, you, you're laughing. I was in tears in the theater. He I'm was. still no, very, I, very I was upset. Blue. When the part, Jackie was crying in the theater. When the part came up, when Han Solo died, spoilers, um, <laughs> when when Han Solo died, I he was about, it was, the scene was about to happen, I kept looking over at Scott. Scott was sitting no. on my left, and I kept looking over to Scott, just like it went. What's, what's it gonna look like? You you were just so wide eyed. You were watching stuff like that, and the second that lightsaber went through his chest, you just like you put your hand on your mouth. My, my no, 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 my stomach started to turn when he was trying to grab the saber and couldn't get it away from like, oh shit, here yeah. it comes. I'm like, don't go out there, don't go out there. I'm like, <laughs> he don't knew, go dude, out that there. look. But you have to do it for your kid. You would do it for your kid. You know what I mean? And then, such a great portrayal of the scene too, because for a split second there, you think, okay, he, the light side might take over. Kylo Ren might. Be, mm-hmm. might be able to come back because you can see the struggle in his eyes and you can see the doors open in the top balcony the light shining in as the sun goes out when they draw the last power and Han is trying to take the lightsaber from him it just turns black mm-hmm. all the darkness comes back and you see Kylo Ren just pulling the lightsaber back and then now, the lightsaber goes right through the chest here's how I feel like I was a dick I like started telling people before the movie came out I was like I'll, I'll tell you what Han's gonna die and I only, I had no idea I literally knew no spoilers or anything I only went off of this with classic storytelling elements to where 
in movies like this, the mentor always dies. Yeah. And Han was the mentor to Rey. Basically. It yeah. happened with Obi-Wan with Luke. It happened with Qui-Gon Jinn and Anakin. Yeah. It always happened. It, it, it was devastating. I will say when I first saw it, it was a little, de- it was a little surprising and devastating. It was. I'm, I'm very, very broken up about it. I... And, and, and all of our favorite characters were killed off yeah. in the film. Yeah. We all like one of the mentors. Yeah, and, exactly. And I, that's a thing because they want you to like this character. They make the characters that we like very likable. Yeah. And then just literally and figuratively stab you in the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally if you're on Solo. And I think the <sighs> saddest part to me came was after he got stabbed. You saw him look into Kylo Ren's eyes. He puts his left hand yeah. on the side of Kylo Ren's face, like, like basically tell him, like, I, love you, it, I, I still love you. <laughs> yeah. like, you did this, but I still care about you. You're still my son. And he just has this most devastated look on his a face. A very Jesus Christ moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then he falls over and is like, oh, my God, that was the saddest part right there. Not even the stabbing, just that part when he has to look into his side. And then they pan to Chewie, and you see the pain that Chewie yeah. gives. I'm telling you, if oh, Chewie, if Chewie would have sobbed in the movie, I would have sobbed out loud. Like, I would have distracted people from the movie. He, he did sob a little bit. No, a I'm telling you, if he, like, cried out and, like, cried. If somehow, I mean, if somehow Han's body was still there for Chewie to cry over, yeah, oh, I would have yeah, lost it. I just... It was very hard. For the best. It was very. I, I mean, I. It's gonna be some time where I can watch that film again and and be okay. Like, there were a lot of people that after that happened, they were saying, "Why couldn't it have been Leia? Why couldn't? Why they have to take Han? Why couldn't Leia? You know, go after him? my. It had to be the father. It had to be Han Solo. It had to be. It's that whole same element of Darth Vader and Luke. It's that whole same element of father and son. It had to be Han Solo, the man that he blames for everything. It had to be him to go out there in that on that catwalk. I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm not. I'm still not okay, guys. Can we talk about this though? How good Harrison Ford still was as Han Solo. Oh, it was, was great. He, he was, was the best character oh in the film. He didn't miss a beat. Can I tell you guys a side mm-hmm. a video I saw the other day? It was. It was actually. I went back and watched um, a Comic Con panel where Harrison Ford surprisingly showed up, and some some. You know, Geek got up there and asked him. He's like, you know, what's your favorite line from Star Wars? And can you tell me, like, more about your memories from the set? And Harrison Ford's like, he's like, kid, that was, like, over 30 years ago. He's like, I've done so many movies by then. I don't know anything. And uh, all of a sudden, Mark Hamill, like, whips off this, like, really random line from Star Wars. I can't remember which one it was. And all of a sudden, Harrison Ford instantly got back in character, started quoting all these lines, not even his popular ones from the original trilogy, just, like, Random lines about targeting computers, all this, like, and it just came back. He he loved it. That was his first role, and I think it kind of meant a lot to him. Well, that's that was that was all Mark Hamill. Though. I mean, if if you there was there was one time I saw um, this news thing. There was like an e news thing or some stuff like that where somebody tweeted Harrison Ford like, mm-hmm. uh, "Hey, yeah, ha- hey, uh, Harrison, you know who who really shot first? You know, you or Greedo? Who really shot first, Han Solo or Greedo?" And he's like, "Kid, I don't give a." about who shot first he, he did say that in the thing too but he kind of gave you that smirk like you know like he kind of has like yeah he kinda has that mentality towards the character but mark hamill like if you hear any story about mark hamill he more than happy to talk to you about star wars like he'll he'll bring it up and be like well you know you want to talk about some star guys, wars stuff let's, you let's, know? let's look where harrison ford's career went after star wars and where Mark Hamill's no, career I, went. I think Harrison Ford still loves the Star Wars role. I think he respects it. He respects George Lucas. I think especially I now. I, I think especially now. I, I don't know. 
I don't think Harrison Ford is a big fan of Han Solo anymore. I really, I really no, no, no. I'm saying he's not the character. But I think he respects it for what it did for his career. I think, you know, you. I'm sure he respects it, but I'm sure he's all saying, "I wish people would shut the fuck up." Well, that, that's Wars. anyone famous. They don't want people that's just not coming. Anyone, that's not anyone famous because no, 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 no. you know Mark. Hamill, I just said Mark Hamill is more than happy to, thirty years later to be like, "Hey, let's talk." I mean, about I Star hate Wars. to say it, Harrison Ford's way more popular than Mark. Mark Hamill, Hamill hasn't done anything on the scale of Harrison Ford. The only thing that comes close is his role of Joker. And that's and not even yeah, that's, voice that's not even close to some of the stuff that Harrison Ford has done. But I mean, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker is a timeless role. He yeah. will be remembered for that oh, yeah. well after he's gone. Absolutely. No, I I I loved Harrison Ford in that movie. I'm telling you, I he was the we, best. It he, was it was great to see that he didn't miss a beat. He was still the same piece of shit smuggler he was before. There was the scene whenever you you were on that junker ship that he had, mm-hmm. and those two uh, loan sharks that he those two gangs that he borrowed mm-hmm. that money for. Mm-hmm. He, they both showed up, and he's basically like, "Give me more time." I mean, have I ever <laughs> let you guys down before? And the one side's like, "Yes," and the other side's like, "Twice." And you, Harrison Ford is looking up in here. County's like, what was the second time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great, that was a great line. There um, were so many good lines. What was your favorite line in the movie? Oh fuck, um, I can't think. I can't think of any of my favorite lines. Probably, you got one. I'm just you asked. Yeah, I, I sure enjoyed. Uh, there's a couple I enjoyed. The one we just said about what was the second time yeah. was, was a good line. Um, the one we talked about earlier, what Poe says to Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's like who talked first. That was a good one. Uh-huh. The, the the one scene. Where... The scene with um, Finn and Harrison Ford when he asks that, him what he does. That's my favorite of the movie. He's like, what did you do you... before this? He's like, sanitation officer. He's like, sanitation officer? It's probably okay. Been... We'll use the force. Yeah, it doesn't been... work that way. That, that might actually be my favorite line. <laughs> that, that was a good line. <laughs> okay, we'll use the force. It, it doesn't work that way, I, I love uh, Finn's like little pleading monologue to BB-8. Like, please help me out here. And like I think BB-8 saw the humanity in Finn right there. And I really love that whole little... Spiel. When C-3PO shows up, you might have not recognized him with the red arm. <laughs> the red arm at all. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was such a, that was such was... a plug, and it was like, it is I, C-3PO. <laughs> I was re-watching the, um, the old movies, and I had no idea how much Han Solo hated C-3PO. Like, never calls him by name the entire trilogy, and like, turns him off, and is like, just shut up, you're annoying to me. Yeah. He really was annoying. I mean, <laughs> there's really a lot of people who didn't, I mean, we talked about how much we liked R2, how much we like BB-8. Were Nobody you... really says that they love C-3PO. He's very annoying. But, but he's, 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 that gay, he's, he's, he's that gay British friend you all have. That, like, it's <laughs> Everyone's got one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, did your guys' heart uh, break a little when they were like, R2-D2's been in low power mode ever yes. since Luke disappeared? I was yes. like, Aww. But you know what? I wasn't... It was nowhere near on the level of no, Han no. Solo. Because... I know he's gonna come back. It's a droid. Like all it needs, is he'll come back on. And we saw him. He, well, no, no. It, I, I think he he had full capability to come back online anytime he wanted. I think like I felt like R two D 2s heart was broken, and he didn't want to operate anymore without any well, sign of I, I got I got a question for you guys because I miss I miss that scene. Uh-huh. Like I said, to go to the restroom yeah. at that point, so I miss that whole scene. Uh, did it explain why R two D two has that almost finished map of where Luke is? This goes to my theory. If you guys want to get into it right now. Luke set up all these pieces and maps for Rey to find him. It's Rey's journey. He wants Rey to have the same journey he had, the hero's journey. I think he gave her the starting pieces. When she grabs uh, Luke's lightsaber, which, by the way, we don't know how that yeah, lightsaber how that was rescued, because last time we saw it was an Empire well, she said, back. Well, thing. even Han says, like, how did you get that lightsaber? It's like, 
That's a story for another time. Yeah. It fell out of Cloud City, didn't it? Yes, yeah. but who found that? That's what I'm saying. Like, because we know where everything goes in Cloud City that falls down there. Yeah. Did Lando get it? Probably no, because like, it felt that it, Bespin's a gas planet, so that means it probably would have fell down into the gas planet. Unless somewhere. it got stuck on something. Maybe. Down yeah. Down. Um, but when Ray touches Luke's lightsaber, you can hear Ewan McGregor's voice saying, "Ray, this is your first step." Yeah. As if maybe Luke and Obi Wan's ghost. You also hear Frank Oz's Yoda too. Yes. Say, yeah. yeah. That, but that doesn't Did explain you know why R two D two has those map pieces. Frank, Frank Oz is really. dead. It really isn't he? doesn't. He's not. Well, that they didn't get him for that movie for that for that line. What I had oh. heard was they took all of his old lines and put them through some software and were able to edit them to say Ray. That's cool. with Yoda. Like they they. He said like "Hey" yeah. and something else with an "R," and yeah. they like put them together for That's Yoda cool. to say "Ray" in that little flashback. I'm, I'm just saying, like the, the whole R2D thing. If he if he has all the pieces of the puzzle and stuff like that for Ray to fall, why is he only missing the one map piece that are that's? Uh... Because I Luke probably gave R2 specific instructions not to turn back on until so and so comes to you with the other piece. You know what I mean? And then you can finish this. I mean, I I, I think Luke has a massive plan set up. Frank Oz was in The Force Awakens. I heard he... That's what I was told to me was that they... No, I, I was looking to see if he was still alive. Because okay. I oh. thought, well, maybe Frank Oz maybe, did may, pass away. Maybe, maybe he didn't do the voice acting. They just probably still to credit him for using the, the, his voice. You maybe. know what I mean? If somebody can fact check us yeah. on that, let us know. That story was told to me, so... Can we talk about this, too? Why is it in every Star Wars movie, the bad guys, when they build some massive death machine or some ships or some shit like that, why the fuck can't they put railings on the goddamn catwalks? Again! I, I think that, that Again! I don't think it's just the Empire. I think that's just Star Wars, like, uh, Bullshit, style. because I'm sure I'm sure the freaking Rebellion had cat railings on all their Is there no OSHA in, yeah, exactly. like, like, at the time? Like, when, on, whenever that's Ray gotta be a violation. There's no wheelchair when, ramps when or Ray anything. When Rey has to escape and she has to climb through the thing, you look down the freaking hallway and just this big open space, no fucking railings on the catwalks. What is okay? It doesn't. Is it that hard to put a railing on a goddamn cowboy? <laughs> I completely here, agree. Here we go with this old guy. I completely agree with you. This old guy. But here's something else I want to say. Okay, <laughs> why in the hell? So you got the bad guys. They yeah. build a Death Star. They build another Death Star. Then all of a sudden they build a Death Planet. Okay. It actually sounds more realistic to me than building a Death Star. Why the heck haven't? The rebels, the Senate, the Resistance, whatever you want to call, why don't they build something that's their death machine that they can fight back with? Because what the hell like are they any, waiting for? Because any Senate or anything, they probably have a hard time pushing bills like that through. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like yeah. that, maybe. But I mean, come on. Okay, I in read... today's society, if bad guy A gets a nuclear weapon and yeah. points at us, then we get a nuclear <laughs> weapon and we uh. point it right the hell back at them. Okay, <laughs> well. Here's another thing. I had heard JJ talk about this, and I read some background on this. The New Republic. Is that what they're calling it? The New Republic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, they were, they were they calling it past tense. They don't really want to acknowledge the fact that the First Order even exists. But they've come into a lot of power recently. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the Isis. They're really the Isis of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Isis with um, a lot more money and a lot more people. Princess Leia and the Resistance aren't really liked by uh, the New Republic, but the New Republic kind of sanctioned the okay for General Leia to put together the yeah. resistance to kind of stop that, and obviously they weren't fast enough. I doubt they even well, really... It seemed, well, here's the thing. It seemed almost like that the, the First Order... Uh, to me, whenever I was watching the movie, it seemed like it was well-known who the First Order was. It seemed, yeah, but I don't it think It seemed they... more like... it seemed, I, Like, you're, you're saying it's like a minor terrorist group and stuff like no, that. No, I... But, they were huge, but you have to think about like, I mean, an like, entire but, but universe, like a you know what I mean? Like, but I like... 
that aren't like their own uh, nationality, I guess is what you want to call it or whatever. I feel like that they had. I feel like that they had a voice and they were playing it off. They were always going to be doing what they were going to do. They were always going to destroy the. Yeah, but I don't. Always I, I don't think the New Republic thought but they were I that think, big of a threat. But I think under the guise the New Order had representatives that would talk to the New Republic Senate and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like they had their own little guys mm-hmm. going on. I don't think I, so. I feel like they did. I feel like they did. And they had no, because they they wouldn't have allowed them to be around. I don't think so. And anyways, the New Republic's gone now. That super weapon destroyed oh, yeah. them. Oh yeah. But that wasn't Coruscant, by the way. For a lot of people think that was Coruscant that was destroyed. It's not. They, JJ even said they decided not to put uh, the new the new Republic like headquarters or center, whatever you want to call it, is not on Coruscant. It's a different planet. That was really sad. Seeing five planets get destroyed. Wow. That was pretty sad. Like even the music, and you saw everybody across the galaxy in different yeah. planets can see the beams coming from that planet and stuff like that. Now you said the music. Did you like the soundtrack? Oh, I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack was so. It was John it Williams was, again. Yeah, right? it was, John it was again. so classic, and yet it was, it was. so modern there at the same so, time. I, my favorite. I, I downloaded it the very next day. I've already pre-ordered the vinyl that comes out like in the middle of summer. Um, what I love about it, my favorite song on the entire thing I did was the grand reveal at the end of the movie where Ray was walking on the yeah. island steps and that song that played, I loved it. It was perfect. And then she gets there and Luke is standing right Luke. there and he turns around and he gives her this look like, who the fuck is this there's bitch so, that came on my planet? There's so many good yeah, throwbacks to the original trilogy and that's one of my favorite right there because when we see Luke on Tatooine in episode four, he's looking off into the dual sunsets. In this one, he's like looking off into the yeah. sea from behind again, and I just love that they started playing Binary Sunset there from The New Hope, and I I loved it. I there's got goosebumps so that, many times. There's a lot of people the that didn't like the ending. They didn't like the ending at all. I didn't think they were even going to show Luke, which was like going to make me well, upset. I knew, I knew before I even got in there. I was I, t- I was telling people I was like they're going to show Luke at the end. He's not going to be in the whole movie, but he is going to be at the end of the movie. I said it, and it happened. So I knew I knew kind of how it was going to end. To me, the Star Wars saga has always been about Luke. The Skywalker lineage. The Skywalker is what lineage. It, it, what it well, I think one, one on. through six is even. I think it's about Luke. Just even the way one. Just, well, here's the, the way the way they released it. it no, it's makes all about you, it's all about Anakin. It's all about Anakin one through six. But it's, no, it's it not. Is. If you think about the original way it was released, it's about Luke. Well, he, but he, there was even the, the prophecy, like I know, for example, the prophecy about that Anakin was going to be the one to bring balance back to the Force. That, he did in the end. He there's did. an argument against that. They might have been wrong, and it could have been Luke, or they could even be wrong. Or it might have, it might be Ray still, because maybe Darth Plagueis has been around all this time. If we think uh, Luke, Supreme Leader Snoke is Darth Plagueis, explain Darth Darth Plagueis to the people who don't know. Okay, Darth Plagueis was who um, trained Darth Sidious, aka Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, he was like his leader. And if you guys know anything about Star Wars, the Sith have this was the rule too, right? Yeah, there can only be two Siths. The leader and the apprentice, and, uh, and at some point the apprentice overtakes the leader if they're yes, strong enough. Yes, that that's the role they play. There's no hierarchy of you're elected this. And Emperor, the only way you get power is if you kill your master. Yeah. Emperor Palpatine uh, killed Darth Plagueis, and in the book it says he took a saber from like top of his head down. And if you look at Supreme Leader Snoke in the movie, he has the same scar coming down across his face that was described in the book, and people are thinking it might be him. He's been laying low all these years, yeah, waiting to like I take take power. I believe it. That's a good theory. It's um, a good theory. But going back to Luke restoring balance of the Force, the Force, the prophecy wouldn't have been fulfilled unless Luke even existed, because Luke is who convinced Anakin, Darth Vader, to throw 
the Emperor dumb thing without Luke being there. That's the fine, Emperor, but, but Anakin would have never restored balance. But Darth Vader had the ability to do it because Luke would have never been able to do that. Darth Vader had the ability to do it. That it's not. I mean, the Luke, prophecy, Luke, Luke the brought prophecy Anakin back. is the one. But it's. Okay, I think it's the back. beautiful thing about Star Wars yeah. that that's open for interpretation. Yeah, it, it, still. it, it I, really is. I feel like I feel like it was. Yes, Luke was an important part, but it was all about Anakin. It was all about him bringing balance back to the Force. It was all about even he he might have needed his son to bring him back to the light side, but he was the one that still brought balance. Back. But I would argue maybe your it's again being a whole setup. Mm-hmm. You have to introduce Anakin in the long run to get yeah. to Luke. Yeah, Luke still being that's the, why I said the Skywalker lineage. It, yeah, both of them, no, all of them. Yeah, yeah, and it's if we think Ray is Luke's, which I'm like. 80% sure. Here's the thing. I, I thought so too, especially when I first watched the movie. But I've read, and this is this gets you in trouble when mm-hmm. you read crap yeah. on the internet, but I have been, and there's a lot of people that make good points that's like, wow, J.J. and Disney really, really want you to believe that Ray is Luke's daughter See, or whatever. I, I disagree. Just in time for them to throw you a curveball I think they, somebody else. I think they want you to think it's Han and Leia during the entire movie. I, th- I think they want you to think it's brother and sister like Leia and Luke again. I, I thought that's what they were that's going for. That's a good for. possibility too. And because, I, I and the other thing is too, I, we, I think we all had a good feeling that Han Solo kind of knew that he could be walking to his death right there. I don't think he would have done that if Rey was really his daughter. I think he would have at least told Rey that, you know, he was her father. I and think stuff. so too. I, that that's one of the main things that would make Han Solo just. That's almost an unforgivable thing to not tell your daughter that you're her father. But you know what, what I mean? did what did Leia say to Rey when she embraced her back on the know. planet? You don't know that the camera pans away. Yeah. She might tell him that. She might say that something. Luke, Luke's your dad. She, she might be saying, "Yeah, Han was your dad," or I don't know. No, I, because I think she would have been more happy to see Rey than. If, if Ray was her, Han Solo, she was. But here's the thing: Han, Han Solo just died by the hands of her son. Yeah. Okay. I don't even even Which even I, seeing your I have even a seeing your, your daughter doesn't exactly take away the pain of the fact that the man you love was killed by your only son. No, I know. So, but my one problem with the entire movie, and it's it's a little complaint, but why? You got the backstory from comments that Harrison Ford was a very shitty dad to Kylo. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he made enough comments. He even made a comment to Ray's like, hopefully you're not looking for a father figure because he'll always disappoint you. Why would Leia send Han to bring back their son? I feel like kids always have a closer relationship with their mom. And I feel like Leia's already going to be a better mom than Luke. Why? Why couldn't Leia just go and try to convince him? I feel like they had a better chance that she's way. She's leader of the resistance. She couldn't. Other people can lead the nobody, resistance. Nobody, I feel like she's not a. Would, gen- I feel like nobody would have let her go. She's not a mastermind. And here's like, the thing: I don't believe. I don't believe that Han Solo was actually responsible for what happened. I don't believe he really. No, no, was no. A I know, I know. Because they talk about in the movie that what they say is like, for example, Leia or Leia was talking about how. You know, we. I shouldn't have sent him away. I shouldn't have sent him away to go train with Luke. I should have kept him with us. Like she was talking, like it was her decision. She was the one that mainly said that I want to send her to my brother to help train. And I'm, I'm assuming Han Solo might have agreed with her, maybe, or maybe he tried to fight a little bit. But as the son, he's always going to blame his dad. Mm-hmm. So it, it had to be Han. Had to be Han to go talk to him. Not to mention, nobody, like I said, nobody would have let her get on and that talk. Let's be honest, Han was so real with Kylo there at the end, too. He's like, he's like, you know Snoke's using you. As soon as he's done with you, he's going to toss you to the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't enough. 
that scene that will replay in my head forever now. Yeah. Just the way it went down. I, I was in the footsteps of like Ray up there. I was like I was just watching from a distance and couldn't do anything to stop it. Okay, what are our favorite parts of the whole movie? What are the parts that got our heart racing? What are the parts that got us excited? Um, what are the parts that got us emotional? What is our favorite part the, probably of the entire movie? The part that felt the most Star Warsy to me, if I can like make that a term was the way the whole scene went down on that forest planet where the X-Wing, the Resistance, comes in and saves the day. I was just going to say that, too. That, that's that, probably that was a cool scene. That I, was like, a cool I scene. wanted to like, fist pump in the yeah. air when the Resistance showed up. I yeah, was like, they had, yeah. kicked the, the Stormtroopers yes. all around. They captured Han and Chewie and Finn. Yeah. You know, Kylo Ren's down there somewhere. You know, the TIE Fighters are flying around yeah. there. There all was so much you, going all on. All of a sudden, you see something going on. The Stormtroopers like, we got company, we got company. And they're all running. Poe, my boy Poe. We find yeah. out he's alive. Yeah, all of a sudden, you see in the distance, you know, the water going up. Something's flying forward. And Han's like, it's the resistance. And all of a sudden, it pans out to the X-Wings yeah. flying in. And they kicked oh their my ass. God, I don't think we've so seen a pilot cool. better than Poe in the Star Wars universe. No. Not he even is. Luke? Not even Luke. Well, Luke, Luke has the force. When, when, but when, I think, I think Poe might have okay, a little force the thing, on him here's too. Here's the thing. Before the force, force awoken, okay, when Rey was piloting the Millennium Falcon back on Jakku, okay, escaping those two Tie Fighters, she was flying through the Imperial ships and everything like that. That was a pretty badass scene Can too. Can we talk about the introduction of the Millennium Falcon? Because that was that, amazing. I was too. going to say that was my favorite. You were asking oh, okay, the question. Okay, okay. That was my favorite scene when when. Finn and Ray are running, and she's running to that junker ship to get it, and it explodes. And she, what about that one? No, it's junk. And then you turn around, and it's the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yes. It made me mad. I was so mad that other people owned the Millennium Falcon after Han. I was like, no, that's Han's. You don't get to drive that. But let's be, but like, I'm not talking about Ray. I'm talking know, about like the, yeah, the know, gangsters that owned it after Han. But the, the scene, whenever she's, they're trying to escape those two TIE fighters, and then mm-hmm. that whole flight that was amazing. scene. That was Star Wars, too. Such that was Star Wars. flight chase. Yeah. So amazing. And when Finn's you know, gun got jammed and stuff like that, she had to do that maneuver whatever where she flipped the ship and be like okay fire now i mean how about how about like when she fixed the falcon and like han gave her that look like yeah really i mean you say poe i I said luke but i would like to see poe do the kessel run in 12 parsecs (laughs) if he can do that then we'll talk about do that no han did that it's the ship that did that but Han... Can we talk about that that comment in the movie, too? He's like, 14 par 6. He's like, it's 12. <laughs> He's like mumbling himself. Yes. So... That was good. I, uh, very cool. So um, what was I going to say? I think you were the one that told me. You're like, you said that it's great that Star Wars has the first bromance ever between Poe and Finn. That is such a bromance. They they, they went uh, when, to hell together. They escaped, I know. They, escaped. they had that one moment and it bonded them for life. Yeah, they escaped on the they escaped on the TIE Fighter then they got reunited back yeah. on... I, I like the line about the jacket. He's like, is that my jacket? He's like, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. He's like, no, keep it. Looks good on you. Looks good on you. How good... I, I instantly... I loved Finn 100% when he helped Poe escape from that ship and... He, his line. Poe's, Poe's like, why are you doing this? He's like, Cause it's, it's the, the right, right thing to it's do. It's the right thing yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. And you know, from the hints in the movie, it's really dirty how they're making their stormtroopers. They're pretty much training them like Hitler youth from when they're children. Yeah, because they stopped using clones. They yeah. started uh, kidnapping kids. But the Empire didn't even do that. The Empire Empire drafted people. They made a comment about clones, though, didn't they? They, they, used, they used clones back in the uh, original trilogy, too, because that's... They were running out of them, though. Half, half, if you read like the books well, and stuff. Well, because Kylo Ren tells the, the general, he basically says, that we can go back to using clones if, you're, if your methods aren't working. I know, but They're, Luke... He sent in a clone squadron or something. Yeah. They still had some. They have some. But not very many. They had fewer in... 
Return of the Jedi, yeah. so how many do they have now? Exactly. You know? yeah. And if you go back to New Hope, Luke was going to join the Empire. He was like, I, I'm going to join the Academy. He, he was thought gonna, about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Han was actually part of the Imperial Academy. He was actually a pilot. Before he became a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I thought one of, the, one of the... Up. <laughs> one of the best reuniting scenes was after you found out Poe was alive again. He lands the X-wing, yeah. and Finn's like, "Who is that? Like, what is that? like? Who is that?" And then you see BB-8 come flying around Poe and it, goes right or flying around Finn and goes right to BB-8. Po. Like, put his head it's down. Like, it's like BB-8. Oh my god, what's <laughs> up, man? How's it going? It's good to see. You, like man. they like hugged each other. Yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah, it was really I, I was sweet. like, oh, that's so freaking yeah. adorable. That's his buddy. That's uh-huh. his freaking buddy right there. Such a good movie, and like people like that complain about it. I don't understand what they expected because to me, that movie channeled everything the original trilogy was. There was a, there was a lot of people I argue with on Facebook mm-hmm. too that just said basically like they ruined Star Wars. Like it's not that great. It sucks. You know, it's it's stupid. It's dumb. I, and I'm like, I saw the movie, and I'm like, no, you're wrong. Like you're absolutely hundred percent wrong. That was that was the most Star Wars movie that they've had in a long, long yeah. time. And some people complained about the the throwbacks to the original trilogy, and I thought they were great. They didn't take away from the movie at all. There were a lot of people that complained about the fact that they used another planet-sized weapon and stuff like that, kind of like a Death Star-type weapon. I was like, it, it was perfect. It was great. Like, they're not going to do it again, obviously. Uh, it happened again. He spilled. We have a premature ejaculation from my beard. You were on that at the time. He's, he's staring at his soundboard right there. Brandon had a beer explosion opening his next one. We're talking about Star Wars, so... Yeah, he got a little excited. <laughs> so, I, I okay, know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question, and if you can't answer it, I, I respect that. Okay. But we have seven Star Wars movies. What you is right your now. order? I'll tell you right now. Go ahead, Brandon. Empire Strikes Back, Episode 5. This new one, then Episode 4. Um, I'm probably going to go 6, 3... Two and one. It's my order. So you went seven. Empire five. Strikes Back. Yeah. Force a Awakens. Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. New Hope. New Hope. Mm-hmm. Then Return, Return of, the of the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. And Revenge then Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Get the mess. Adam. Uh, my list is honestly going to be the exact same as Brandon, with the exception is I'm going to switch a New Hope with Return of the Jedi. Okay. Flip flop. So so do it. Cause it's going to be a for- force. It's going to be a. Empire Strikes Back, okay. Force Awakens, uh, Return of the Jedi, A New Hope, uh, Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, and The Phantom Menace. Okay. Mine's very similar to yours, Adam, <laughs> except for one small detail. My order goes like this. Empire Strikes Back, number one. Return of the Jedi, number two. Force Awakens, number three. New Hope, number four. And then... Three, two, yeah. one. Three, two, one. Yes. Return of the Jedi and three are very close to me. Like like for switching each other. Three is really good. I like it. It three's okay. It channeled everything that the Clone Wars the TV first, show was, I the thought. The first half of three sucked. Mm-hmm. The last half was wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. I still say the best Jedi fight between two Jedi's had to be Anakin and three and Obi Wan fighting. That was the most action packed Jedi fight up until the Force yeah. Awakens. It was the most action packed Two Jedi masters. No, I still think that fight was more intense. Well, me and Jackie were talking. Yeah, but that's because they were two Jedi masters. Imagine what the fights are going to be in the future. I know. Remember how fast paced the episode three fight was? That was over the top. How fast that was? Yeah, I disagree. I think the best fight was 
Luke and Darth Vader. But that's because of the emotional yeah, it was stuff. Because of the that you have to factor that in. There was still the emotional stuff for episode yeah. three. I'm talking about like the most action-packed fight. Like the most yeah, action-packed the, the most, like, the best choreography fight. The best choreography. The, they yeah. get you revved up. Are these two Jedi Masters, you know, father now, and which son. which fight are you talking about? Are you talking about Empire Strikes Back? They were kind of a father-son bond, too, a little bit there. It'd be one and Anakin. They had a little bit of a father-son bond, too. So I really love... In, um, I like Return of the Jedi's final fight, and you know my favorite part of the fight is when Luke turns off his lightsaber and throws it to the side. He's like, I won't fight you. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. the line, too. I'm, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. That had to tug at the heartstrings for Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. that that's a, well, it did tug at the heartstrings. Yeah. That's why we got what happened there. <laughs> that's, uh, it, it's a, it, was, it was a bold move, to be honest, to think yeah, about it. You're in front of the most powerful Sith Lord and the second most powerful Sith right there in the room. Who was glad Akbar came back? Is anybody glad Admiral I, I, made his I was waiting for it to trap. <laughs> I, was I, was, I was happy to see Admiral Wait, Ackbar. what about Neenum? The guy that piloted yeah. the Millennium Falcon. Is that yeah. the guy with the cheeks? Yeah. yeah. I love that guy, Neen man. Num. I don't know how that name came back to me randomly right now. Because we were talking about him the other day. I couldn't think of was his name. Was he Lando's co-pilot yeah. in the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. Yes. When they destroyed the second Death Wait, Star? Yeah. There's one thing from yeah. Empire Strikes Back that has been so weird. Lando had like five people in that cockpit with him whenever they destroyed the second Death There were like five people in there. His co-pilot and there was like two people in the background. The gunners. Yeah. The gunners too. We've talked about well, it's this. It's okay. Yeah. The end of Empire Strikes Back. You know like how it ends with Han in the medical, or uh, Luke in the medical bed. Yeah. And then Lando takes off in the Lane Falcon. He's wearing Why Han's is clothes. Lando wearing Han's clothes? He's, that he's, still to this day bothers me. He's wearing Han Solo's cl- outfit in... He's wearing Han Solo's outfit in the cockpit for some reason. No, you don't yeah, remember yeah, this? Yeah. Family guy made fun of it one time. Like, yeah. yep, uh, why, are you wearing, why are you wearing his yeah, clothes? Yeah, he's like... <laughs> like yeah, yeah, he's, he's telling him good luck and stuff like that. And Brian's like, "Why are you wearing Han's clothes?" And he looks at the screen. And he's like, "Seriously, go back and watch the movie." Okay? Yeah. At the end of Empire Strikes Back, Lando Calrissian is wearing Han Solo's outfit. The only thing I can come up with is maybe that's the only outfit Han has maybe. on the Millennium Falcon, and like he's got a whole bunch of I mean, them. He's not gonna wear that flowy cape thing like when he's the <laughs> mayor of Cloud City. He's not gonna wear that to pilot the Millennium Falcon. So. He just goes back there and says, what's in his closet? Oh, he's got vests Lando and everything. has <laughs> probably turned into my favorite character from that Rebels TV show. He is like... Who's ready for Lando to come back? Who's ready for Lando to come back? I am. Wait, like you're talking like in the new... Yeah, the, the new, new movies. Oh, new he's movies. too ancient. Do they no. have Billy D. Williams signed on? Was he... No. I don't know. I, he's got to come he back. Might Lando's got to come back sometime. He's got to. Not, not unless they do him... If they do him younger in one of these side movies, I'll be happy. But it's not Billy D. Williams, then. I'm talking about Billy D. Williams, man. I mean, they offer Billy D. Williams. It's like the a sexiest case of, man in the universe. A case of Colt 45 and like 40 bucks. I'll be like, I'll do it. I'm in. <laughs> Hell no, guys. I saw him at Comic-Con. This is like two or three years ago. He was looking old, and he moved slow. We're talking like old guys shuffle. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was bad. They're old. They're but he was, old. He, here's the weird thing. His voice, identical to what it sounded like in the movie still, but he's just his, he's old. They're old. I mean, Luke's no, I, old. I, Mark Hamill's old as fuck. Here. He's old. No, Mark Hamill's like 64, 65. He's 64, 65. Have you seen him out of costume in any type of acting thing? Just regular old picture of him? He, he looks he looks hard. So speaking he of what you're hard. saying, mm-hmm. and this kind of leads us to segue to our next thing, because what I'm going to bring up is kind of a douchey thing. Yes. Did you guys hear about the people who were like body shaming Carrie Fisher? Yeah, and she just totally shut them down. It was, it was great. It was great. But it's internet people. What do you expect? But she handles uh, critics so well. People like were giving her shit about the Princess Leia costume recently. Like, remember how I was talking about Disney was going to get rid of it, Mm -hmm. and like they were going to phase out. Disney didn't explicitly say they are or they're not. But anyways, people are like, yeah, it's a good thing because Carrie Fisher was dressed like a slut and all this, and 
Empire Strikes Back. And she's like, well, first off, here's what you can tell your kids. You can tell your kids that I was captured by a gross, fat, ugly-ass slug and forced to do sexual deeds for him. And I, she, she like, pretty much said, I empowered myself and killed him by the means that, she, yeah. that like, Jabba made her wear. Mm-hmm. Which was, like, great. Wrangled him. It, it, it's a great lesson for girls, I think. It really is. It really it, it, is. I love Carrie Fisher. I mm-hmm. think she she, had, she didn't have that biggest role in this movie. Maybe we'll see more of her in the upcoming films. I yeah. hope we do. I hope we do. But I think Luke's going to play a big, pivotal role. I well, foresee, he has to. Now that he's been introduced, he's yeah. got to be a big role in the next one. I foresee him dying before it's all said and done. But... In the end, he's going to die. The way me, me and my buddy texted about this... Um, he's one of the guys on the Movie Guys podcast. If you guys yeah. ever listen to that, check it out. Um, anyway, we, we talked about those this. Guys on here. We we texted back and forth about this whole thing, and we planned it all out. Basically, what has to happen is Luke has to go up against Snoke, and he has to lose but not die to Snoke right away. And it has to be Ray fighting uh, Kylo Ren. It has to be those two going at each other. At some point, they're not gonna they're not gonna build another gigantic weapon or anything like that. They're not gonna go down that route again. It's gonna be a massive army, just a humongous massive army. It's gonna be ground battles. It's gonna be Finn leading the charge against his former stormtrooper brothers against Captain Phasma. It's gonna be Poe taking like forty X wings against like forty Tie fighters. It's huge aerial battles. Yeah, like Phasma. That. What? Yeah. <laughs> Finn, Finn. I'm in charge now. I'm in charge. <laughs> Take it down, kid. I love Finn. He, like, nailed the humor in the movie so much. Yeah. While still, like, your heart, like, poured out for him. I love the scene where he's, like, trying to heal Chewbacca in the back of the Falcon. And yeah. Han's like, if you hurt him, you're going to have to deal with me. He's like, hurt him? He's tried to kill me seven times back here. And he just grabs him by the throat. <laughs> yeah. He's holding him close. He's like, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Let okay. the Wookiee win. Okay, final thoughts. Uh, let's let's give it a rating, I think. We should do a, we should do a rating. I don't, one, one out of ten. One out of ten? One out of ten. Okay. You know, we'll keep we'll keep it simple. Not one out of five. Let's, I mean, I don't want to be that, I don't want to be that geek that's just like no. But we can give it a rating in the movie right now. Obviously, but... all three of us recommend it. We all three of us recommend it. Give it seen the movie. Go see it. But let's give it let's give it a rating. What, what do we think about the movie? I think dude, I have to give it a nine point five. Nine point five. I have to. I it's everything I want it to be. Like I said, I was worried. It, I because like Scotty said, people were so pumped for the the new prequel trilogy. They had like all the hype yeah. th- this movie had, and it could have very well crashed and burned and let everyone down. To me, it lived up everything yeah. I wanted it to be. I knew nothing about the plot. I didn't read into any spoilers or anything, and I just went away in awe. Scott, when we went to the movie theater, what was the first thing I told you before we bought our tickets? I said, trust me, it lives up to the hype. Yes, Believe you me. did. I you said did. that. And you're right. It did. It did live up to the hype, which is a good thing. I'm going to rate the movie. Stuff. I guess I, I want to give the movie a 9, but I'm going to give it an 8.5 solely on the fact that Han Solo dying broke my heart. Broke my heart. You to, quote, to quote Natalie Portman, you're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart, Anakin. So I, I give it an 8.5 okay. out of 10. But would Very you say it's everything movie. Star Wars should be? Yes. Yes, I recommend. I strongly recommend. If you're looking for a Star Wars film, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> I love this movie. I would go see it a third time. Honestly, I'm not gonna go by myself because I don't like going to the movies by myself. But I go see it a third time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna go decimals though. I'm just gonna give it a nine. Nine out of ten. Great, great movie. Like Brandon said, everything a Star Wars movie should be. Everything we're looking for in a Star Wars sequel, we got it with this movie. That's that's my opinion. All right. 
Star Wars domestic made over six hundred million dollars. It broke. It broke every record. Yeah. It doesn't even need to be talked Worldwide, about. Worldwide, it killed everything. One point three billion dollars is what it. It so surpassed far. Jurassic so far, World's yes. record of the best opening. Best twenty four hour period. Best twenty four hour. Yeah. Best weekend. Best holiday. Best everything. But here's the question: Do you guys think it's going to pass Titanic at number two and Avatar at number one to become the highest grossing movie of all time? Yeah, because it's going to be in the theaters. Plenty of more time. I, I agree. I think it will pass both those move up movies. Both James Cameron films. Both. I like Titanic. I like Avatar. But this movie, I think, is better than both of those. And oh, it's yes. going to make more oh, money. Yes. So One thing I want to ask you guys before we wrap this up. How do you guys feel about Rey taking the Millennium Falcon and Chewie? That she's going to be like, that's going to be her... Since Han Solo died, I yeah. think it's right. Mm-hmm. He, she also has R2-D2. Yeah. She also has R2-D2 now. She might be bringing him to Luke, though. Might be, but I bet just R2-D2 sticks around and helps out with the Millennium yeah. Falcon. She's going to have to go through a lot of training, guys. She's but going to Luke, be training. Luke didn't have to. Luke went through like five hours of training. But he needed a lot more. But he and did, Yoda he did. said that. And he, Yoda, he did, Yoda didn't he, help. Remember? He got, he got that training in between the uh, episode five and six. Yeah. He got that training in between that. If you go back and watch Empire, I didn't realize how ballsy Luke was about helping his friends because Obi-Wan told me, he's like, if you go, I will not help you at all. You will be on your own for that. And he was. Yeah. Well, it's time to dominate some Star Wars douches. It is, it is. We because gotta... they're out there. And I, I was talking about the body shaming and of Carrie Fisher, and that's internet trolls. We've nominated them before. I think they've won before. I'm not even going to grace them with a nomination. So, um, do you guys I've, have I've some? I've got a Star Wars douche. And okay. this, this is a big group of people. It's those people online that were spoiling the death of Han before people could even see it, what they would be mm. doing, they would make a regular YouTube video, you think you'd be watching something, and then like one minute in the video, it all of a sudden be like, Han Solo dies in Star Wars Episode Seven, And they would do, they would like put it in the middle of comment threads on Facebook, and Reddit threads, all over the internet, there was a spoiler of Han dies. Yeah, if, you, you, if you do that, you're an asshole. And you know, you know who I found out who's doing it? Mm. They, they did like uh, a breakdown. The people that are doing that the most are the people that are disappointed about the expanded universe like being neglected by Disney. But here's the so thing. So Ben. Yes. So Ben did. But listen, How does Ben, ben feel ben, about the movie? Okay, he ben loved feel, it, but his know. complaint was the expanded universe. And here's the thing. I showed him an article that said 16 things that Star Wars The Force Awakens took from the expanded universe. And we're talking droids, plot points. You know his biggest complaint? He's like, Han Solo and Leia had a kid, but his name was Jason, not Ben. I love the fact that he was named Ben. Yes. But it, They're but naming it, him yeah. after Obi-Wan. Yes. Luke Luke did that in the books. I was like, Ben, that's such a nitpicky thing to like be mad about. Didn't I say that? The littlest things when, when he was on the show. Yeah. I love Ben. Such a great guy. I knew he was going to nitpick at some little bullshit yeah. like that. But I was like, Ben, I, knew I, it. ben, I bet you didn't even pay attention to the fact that they brought in droids that were only introduced into the books. They only brought in planets that were only introduced into the books. Like, they... Disney looked at the expanded universe. They didn't just skip over it. They looked at it and took stuff from How about it. They a took lot plot points. Of the aliens were not CGI'd. A lot of the aliens. Yeah, and you love that. They brought was... they brought Jim Henson's creature yes. shot back yeah. in. Yeah. They employed Jim Henson's yes. creature shot. The only shot. one I realized was really CGI was Maz, and I understand yeah. why she was such a character. But it, she still worked for the movie. Oh, yeah. I loved her character. Yes. So you are nominating the 
spoilers. Expanded spoilers. universe douches that want to spoil the movie for okay. people. If you're a respectable Star Wars fan, even, and here's the thing, even, you even if you saw it opening night, don't post anything you, about the movie. It, me as a fan, a fan of anything, I want other people to love what I love. I don't want to ruin it for them. That's why I want them to go to the, the movie. The movie came out midnight Friday, yeah. so all intents and purposes, Thursday night. I didn't see it opening weekend. I went on Monday. And all weekend long, I was on a complete media shutdown. Yeah, I was going I did to be not, the same I was way. not watching TV. I was yeah. not opening my Facebook account. I did nothing. So I apologize because I was I run the For Your Distraction Facebook mm. account. I'm sorry, guys, if I didn't post much <laughs> that weekend, but I was not opening it. So, yeah. so that's so that's our first nomination. Yeah. Adam, do you have a nomination for douche? Do you have one, Scotty? I do. You know, I have. I have I'm gonna let, you, I'm let you go first because mine's kind of a big name. I think I think we should do him okay. last. Okay. So. I've got a I've got a couple I've got one I've got two and a half, I guess. So the first one I'm gonna nominate and are you guys you guys are sitting down. Yes. Nominating Disney for douche of the day. What? I think I know where you're going with this. I what? Lo- I, I love Disney more than anything. But they did something very douchey. And I hate to say the entire Disney Corporation because I'm sure it was probably uh, yeah. just one douche in... But He's not living up to Disney's ideals right. and values that they should So be. here's what happened. This story came out. Are you familiar with a movie that's coming out called The Hateful Eight? Directed, written and directed, yes. produced by Quentin Tarantino. It. It Looks yet. like a great movie. I love Quentin Tarantino I love everything Tarantino touches. Yes. So anyway, it came out... A couple weeks, two weeks, I think, after the premiere of Star Wars came out the holiday weekend. And um, there's a theater in Los Angeles called the Globe Theater. Very, very famous theater in California. A lot of, a lot of premieres happen there. It is, you know, in, his, in Quentin Tarantino's neighborhood. It's the theater he grew up going to see. One theater only. One theater classic. Yeah. So he paid his dues. He got the rights that the premiere for The Hateful Eight was happening at the Globe Theater. So, like, Samuel L. Jackson, whoever else is in the movie. There was a couple other people I saw. I don't I can't, know. I can't think of it right now. Yeah. But they were all going to the premiere Kurt there. Russell. Red, red carpet. Kurt Russell, thank you. He was in it. The red carpet premiere there. Well, it's getting closer to the premiere. He gets a phone call from the guy who runs the Globe Theater saying... I'm sorry, we can't do your premiere there. We have to have it pushed. He goes, well, why? He goes, well, you know, right now we're showing Star Wars The Force Awakens. We've been showing it for two weeks. And they came to us and said, we need to keep showing Star Wars The Force Awakens, especially over the holidays, because this is the biggest film. And so they bumped Tarantino out of there to keep showing Star Wars. Now... Grauman's Chinese Theater, the other very famous one, two blocks away from the Globe yeah. Theater, which is where Disney does all of their premieres. I mean, that was where Walt Disney did his premiere of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. So it's like their thing. They always yeah. do the premieres there. It was still playing there, two blocks away from the Globe Theater. And Tarantino was absolutely pissed. You know, he, he's yeah. a little bit of a hothead. Oh, yeah. he, went on the, um, oh, yeah. he went on the Howard Stern show and was just... MF and Disney, MF and everything, and told this whole story about how his movie was bumped from the theater that he had already agreed to. And and pretty much it was bumped because Disney said, we won't give you the rights to play our movies anymore if you don't 
keep playing Star Wars over the holidays. So he had to find a new place to do his premiere and all this stuff. That's what happened. So when that's what get, that's what came out. That's what happens when you get now. J.J. Abrams got in touch with Quentin Tarantino. J.J. <laughs> Abrams apologized to Quentin Tarantino. Said I had no idea. And he, he can't you do know, anything about. You know, that. And I guess Quentin Tarantino and J.J. Abrams are friends too. So he called him and said I, I knew nothing about this. This is all a production thing. What makes me mad about it is the fact that one theater opening a movie for a weekend is not even going to put a dent in Disney's wallet no. or profit. Tarantino said that he goes, "I'm not competing with Star Wars. Yeah. This is going to be the biggest movie of and, all and time." You mentioned that theater has sentimental value to Tarantino. To him, as yes, well. yeah, yeah, it's such bullshit. So that that's why I think Disney did a douchey thing. They did. They, and, that and, was a very douchey thing. It, it's like I just said. That's what happens when you get bit Nazis. Okay. They, okay. They, they, <laughs> They do that kind of stuff. I, would, um, I wouldn't call Disney Nazis. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some people who feel Walt Disney was an anti-Semite, but I think that's all hearsay. I, I just think Disney is getting... It's not a problem that they're getting so big, but I feel like this happens when companies get so big. There's oversights like this that happen because people are in charge of certain sectors. Now, I haven't heard if it. Disney issued an apology or th- something or blamed to. it on some... They're not going to. Little peon in the company, but I haven't heard. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. So that's my first one. That's my first nomination for Douche of the Day. My next one, I I didn't know exactly who to nominate, but the death of Han Solo (laughs) in the movie hit me very hard. So at first, I wanted to nominate Kylo Ren for Douche of the Day for killing his father. But then I realized he's just a fictional character. So I can't really nominate Kylo Ren... For douche of the day. So I guess J.J. Abrams for doing that to me? The writers. The, didn't, he write, the movie. didn't he write Did he write? Did J.J. write the movie? I, I mean, he takes a big part in it, but no, they hire a screenwriter. I'm nominating J.J. Abrams and Kylo Ren for douches of the day for J.J. directing the movie that, that happened and Kylo Ren for doing it, killing my favorite character. My, uh, somebody, it felt like a friend. After the movie was over, I said this to you, I felt like I needed to go to a funeral. I seriously felt like a friend of mine died. I asked That's you, lame, right when but... we walked out there, it's like, so what'd you think? You're like, I, I can't even talk about it right now. I, I, I'm too emotional right now, that and, happened. I can't talk about it right and now. Like, I can't I, say anything. I told Jackie, too, that the other, I was like, this is like so crazy this happening, because Star Wars, to me, is so integral to my childhood and upbringing. Like, it has affected everything I've ever done in my life, and I cannot believe I'm about to watch a new movie. And I was not lit down in the slightest. Yeah. Well, that's who I'm. Those are my nominations for douche of the day. Adam, I'm curious to see who you have for douche of the day. Uh, I am going to nominate George Lucas. Aha! Uh-huh. George Lucas. George Lucas. If anybody has been following the uh, entertainment feed, uh, George Lucas or the uh, Lucas, uh, Lucas. George Lucas, uh, Spanish had, brother, had some had some pretty interesting things to say about Disney in an interview recently. Um, Are you talking about the one where he saw the movie? Yeah, the one where he saw the premiere and. Do your best, George Lucas voice, while you tell the story. I don't, I don't know what he sounds like. What does he sound like? Just I did a really good George Lucas impression the other night, and I won't be able to get it. If again. we had Muha on the show, I'm sure he does oh, yeah. a, He probably uh, does a good George <laughs> Lucas. But. Oh yeah. But basically, he said he's put in saying uh, when somebody is asking about you know the Force Awakens or the Force Awakens stuff like that, he's basically said these are my kids. All the Star Wars films, I love them. I created them. I'm very intimately involved in them. He said laughing, and I sold them to the white slavers that take these things and dot dot dot. So he 
I feel like that's his attitude towards everything. Because I read another interview too where he said towards the movie industry, not just Disney in specific. He doesn't like what the movie industry is. Well, here's the thing: George Lucas is super, super butthurt that he sold his rights mm. to Disney to do his movies, and that they decided not to use a script. He you did. Told me I about did. That. You told me about that. Story. George Lucas wrote a script for Star Wars for seven. Episode Seven. When it was all said and done, and we, I don't know anything, I'm sure it'll eventually come out, but he he sold the rights because he finished the script and said, I don't have the capital to pull this off. I can't do this movie the way I want it to be done. Who can do this movie? Disney. Disney has the capability to do just about anything. I mean, we've seen what they've done yeah. with the Marvel Universe. We've seen what Disney has done. I, so... His intentions were selling the rights to Lucasfilm to Disney is to get his episode seven done. Disney read the script and said, nah, we're going to go a different route. Yeah. So they did. They hired the writers. They hired J.J. Abrams. They come on, and that's how we got The but Force Awakens. they weren't so mean about it. They're like, we really appreciate that. We'll take everything in let's, consideration. Let's be honest. Lucas mm-hmm. is butthurt. He's butthurt because they, won't use it. they wouldn't use the script. He's super butthurt about it. And he issued an apology like any good celebrity does. He called he, them white slavers. Yeah, he did. But, he, I mean, he issued an apology like every celebrity does when they say something stupid. They always say, oh, I'm sorry, and stuff like that. I'm a little tired of celebrity apologies, to be honest with you, because they never mean it. They're never, you know, they're never legit, okay, is what I'm going to try to say. You know, they're just saying it because they have to save face and they have to protect their careers. That's the only reason why they say it. So, I'm nominating George Lucas. You know, and I knew something like this was going to happen. I knew about that he already had the script done. I knew Disney went a different way. But when they did the premiere, and I'm talking about the, the not the grand premiere, the small premiere for a couple of the actors and the, you know, the executives, George Lucas was invited to watch this first screening. Yeah. And he went, and he watched it. And when it was over and he was walking out... Of course, there was paparazzi and there was news media there. Obviously. They go right up to George Lucas. They're like, Mr. Lucas, Mr. Lucas, what would you think of the film? His response was, and I'm quoting now, was good. And he walked away and that was it. Yeah, I had heard him say comments too. He was like, it was good, but not what I would have done with it. Was it was good. He said, it was good. And they were like, it was good? That, that's it? That's all you're going to give us? It was good? It was good? The Land Before Time 3 was good. This is freaking Star Wars. You created these characters. He said it was good. So to me, I knew he didn't care for it. Yeah. And we wait a couple weeks, and then he calls Disney white slavers because he's, like you said, butthurt. And yeah. he's, you know, he wants to be a little kid and take his ball and go home. Well, if you wanted it done that way, you should have had it in the contract that way. Yes. You know, blame your lawyers. So... I'm not gonna talk shit about the guy that made like my favorite franchise. All you know, talk shit about him, but at a certain point, it's like you sold the franchise. You can't really have an opinion about it. Four billion with the B. Four billion he sold a studio, dollars. Sold the whole thing, and they did a good job with the movie. They didn't do what he wanted, but they still did it. Let right. me say that again. Four billion <laughs> dollars. And he get, he gave away almost all of it to uh, California Public School. That's cool. That's cool. I don't have a problem with George. I, I like George I'm not, Lucas. I'm not judging George Lucas on the, what he did in the past. I'm not judging on the fact that he created one of the best franchises in the entire world. I'm not judging him on the fact 
that you know he gave all pretty much all that money away to California schools. I'm judging him on the fact that he's super butthurt and he called Disney white slavery. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. I don't think his kids, grandkids, will ever have to work again. Oh, uh, no. four b billion dollars. All right. So right now we have nominated for douche of the day. We have the you know the expanded universe internet spoiler people who did all that. We have the Disney Corporation for bumping Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. We have Kylo Ren and J.J. Abrams for killing and writing in the death of Han Solo. And we have George Lucas for being butthurt because he didn't get his way. So those are our nominations for Douche of the Day. Who wants to take the first vote? I'm going to give it to Disney. You're going to give it to Disney? Yeah. Bumping uh, Quentin Tarantino? You're going to give it to Disney? I'm going to give it to George Lucas. I think what you're calling them white slavers, that, that's a douchey thing. Yeah. So one vote for George Lucas, one vote for the Disney Corporation. Adam. Okay, here's the thing about the spoiler people and everything like that. The people are super mad about the expanded universe not being in it. They were, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. No matter what, they were not going to be happy. No matter what, I was going to expect. They set themselves up not to like I was going to expect all these statuses yeah. from them. No are they your vote? What. No, they're not my vote. I'm going to vote Disney. For bumping Quentin Tarantino. I'm voting Disney for bumping Quentin Tarantino because that's an extremely douchey thing to do. These guys have more money than the Catholic Church, okay, and that's a lot of fucking money. And they're sitting there getting all pissy because they want their Star Wars movie in the Globe Theater a couple extra weeks when everybody's going to go see the movie in the first place. They're going to go everywhere and see the movie. It doesn't matter where they're going to go. They didn't need the press. They didn't need the advertising of it, you know? It's, it's just not something they need. They did it because they just did it. So, when somebody does things just for the sake of that, no. <laughs> the, Dis- the Walt Disney Corporation is our douche of the day for also throwing a tantrum and bumping Quentin Tarantino's movie out of the Globe Theater. I love Disney. I love them so much. I will give them every penny in my wallet and continue to do that. But what they did was a douchey thing. So they are our winner for Douche of the Day. Guys, I really like The Force Awakens. I I, I, love The Force I can't recommend it enough. I can't wait till it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray so I can just buy it and watch it all day. Yes. I'll watch it once a week. I don't care. Adam. How can people get a hold of us here at For Your Distraction? If anybody wants to get a hold of us, if you guys want to be a guest, if you guys want to tell us how wrong we were about something, you guys want to share your opinion, or you have any ideas for anything you'd like to see us do, you can get a hold of us on our email, foryourdistraction at gmail.com. Email us. Uh, you can go on our Facebook, you know, like our page, For Your Distraction. You know, Scotty posts stuff out there just about every day. We're probably a lot bigger and a lot more known on Facebook now than anything else. We also do have a Twitter. Uh, you can search Podcast FYD or probably just search for your distraction down there. We also have a Snapchat. Brandon has our Snapchat. He is that, he's got that on lockdown. You know, yeah. search for your distraction. Head over there. Um, Podcast FYD. Yes. Snapchat. Podcast okay. FYD on Snapchat. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, all that stuff. You can listen to us just about anywhere. Uh, want to thank you guys for sticking with us through 2015. And joining us for the first year of or the first day of 2016. I don't I, I don't know what day this comes out. So uh, thank you guys very much. If you guys you know like us, if you guys appreciate what we do, you know tell your friends about us. You know tell me hey, we got a fun podcast you can listen to. Uh, you know 
rate us on iTunes, comment, stuff like that. That absolutely helps us out a lot. Uh, anything else, Scott? I mean, check us out on Periscope. Search for your distraction. Um, you could also follow us on Untapped, where we put all our beers of the show on there. Brandon Yorick 1, Scott M10, Stank Malank. Just search us on there. Uh, big shout out to the Ellicottville Brewing Company in Ellicottville, New York. With our stainless steel obsession, India Pale Ale was our beer of the show. The Walt Disney Corporation was our douche of the day. And we love Star Wars. Yes. Love Star Wars. Star Wars. If you guys think we missed something, if you think we said something wrong, if you disagree, if you agree... Send us an email, send us a tweet, you know, send us a comment, do something, get a hold of us, let us know. Talk about Star Wars with us. God, we love it. It's, it's a really great movie. Yes, can't it wait, is. Can't wait for episode eight. Oh, I cannot wait. Episode eight. Only two more years. All right. Would you guys have anything else before we wrap this up? No, I'm good, no, man. That's it for and me. Brandon, would you like to do something fun? Wish Jar Jar would have died instead of Han.